Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of God Goals and Girl Talk. How was your week this week, y'all? I pray that it has been everything. This week was really exciting for me um, as Sunday was my opportunity to teach in my minister and training class at church. Um, and for y'all that don't know, um, God is really stretching me in the lane of public speaking because I get really nervous about it. Like, let's just be for real. Um, but when I tell y'all that God came through and I made it through all my notes in the allotted time and taught a message that was so good, okay? Okay? Um, when I was speaking to the others in my group, I had told one of the MITs that I laugh when I'm nervous, right? And it's a coping mechanism. And my pastor had overheard me and he prayed for me because when we speak the word of God, we want God's spirit to be present and not our flesh. And he told me, he said, even nervousness can be a tactic of our flesh to try to overshadow the spirit in the message that God had gave me to deliver. And so it felt so good to get through it. And I was able to stand flat-footed and speak the message that God had me to deliver. And the process was really strenuous. Um, it took a lot of work. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was hearing from God and it was his word being delivered through me and not me speaking. 
Um, and I learned a lot through the process. And what I learned um, is that the journey that we are on, we're, we're sometimes so focused on the promises of God that we fail to appreciate everything that he is attempting to teach us during the process, right? Like we live in a time where everyone wants a platform of some kind. Um, what is most concerning is that people come to God wanting the platforms and the promises of God without wanting to endure the process. Like you decided two days ago that you were going to be saved, saved, live your life for the Lord. And you know that he called you to do something and you two days in and you feel like God should elevate you and you should now be hosting a woman's conference. Sis, stop it. Okay. While I am happy for you that you've committed your life to God, even if it's just for two whole days, we need to really get out of wanting things in this like microwave mentality in society, right? Like even though that example is like lighthearted and funny, um, that's really what happens. You know, we decide like, okay, I'm going to live for God. And you feel like God has called you to do something. And when you don't see it, you, you become, um, you have a level of uncertainty and you're like, oh, well, I don't, you know, some people will straight up quit God. And it's like, okay, well, were you ever really doing this for a relationship with God or were you doing this for a platform? And so we really need to make sure that we're doing a heart check. I feel like a lot of people really try to um, use God to promote their business, right? But they're not really living for him. And you will be able to, t to tell. And we are really in this microwave mentality as a society where we want things quick, fast, and hot, right? We're willing to take a lesser quality of things that are produced out of the microwave because we're ready to eat right now. God instead works in what I call the oven mentality, right? The food takes longer to prepare, but it's great quality. There's a process, right, with the oven. You get the preheated, the food gotta go in, then you gotta wait patiently while the aroma of the food starts to fill your home and sometimes we may get antsy because we're ready to taste the promise of delicious food um, when we take that. But we know like when we take that first bite, it was worth the wait, right? And the process that God uses to strengthen us as we go throughout our journey is so critical, right? And it's stated best in James 1, 2 through 8. And I'm reading from the New International Version of the Bible, and it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is a double mind, it, such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. Let's go back to verse seven. That person should expect to receive nothing from the Lord. 
verse 8. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. Are we being double-minded when you don't see the promises of God with that microwave mentality? Right? So you're going back and forth with God because you're having this microwave mentality. Yes, he's called you. Yes, he's put this promise on your life. But there is a process that, to this because this goes in the oven, right? This is not a microwave. You don't get it quick, fast, hot. And when you waver back and forth, you can expect to receive nothing because you're being double-minded. That we are, we are supposed to consider it joy whenever we go through the process, right? It says whenever you face trials of many kinds. The process is, to, is for us to, um, you know, we should get joy from it. And then it tells us why the process is so important, right? So that we may be mature, complete, and not lacking anything. So we're just going to talk a little bit about what goes on in the process why the process is so important to us and what we need to continue to learn because honestly the process is so much better than the promise hey guys hope you are enjoying the show look take a minute to go ahead subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave a review we love to get feedback from our listeners and doing this will help us get advertisers that are relevant to our audience so if you have been blessed by god goals and girl talk if this is your favorite time of the week is to spend it with me first of all god bless you sis i love you but take some time to go ahead and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode or a bonus episode and make sure that you leave a review now let's get back to the show Hey guys, it's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. So what we gather from the scripture is that the process produces three things, perseverance, wisdom, and a sound mind. Okay, perseverance, wisdom, and a sound mind. The process is important because it produces perseverance. Perseverance is our ability to achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. And the scripture also tells us that at the end of the process, we will be mature, complete, and not lacking anything. That is so good. I need all three. I need to be mature. I want to be complete and I don't want to lack anything, right? But failing to complete the season of the process will leave you vulnerable in your season of promise. 
right? There's a new level of maturity that we have to have to handle the promises of God. Because the promise is not void of persecution. Joyce Meyer would say, new level, new devil. Because there are going to be things that continue. Like the enemy don't stop because you've reached the promise. If anything, he's even more mad that you're out here doing what God has called you to do, running in the lane that God has called you in. And so he's going to come at you even harder. The tests are going to get harder. And it's the things that you learn in the process that are going to carry you. And so it's so important that you don't rush through this, that you do what the scripture says, that you count it all joy. The, the season of your process should be counted joy. When you go through something, you know, it's all about perspective. Instead of like, oh God, woe is me. Why has this happened to me? You know what, God, I'm glad that you taught me that lesson now before I had to lose something bigger. That happened to me recently. God had to reveal something to me um, and... I was not pleased with how it went, but I counted it all joy because I said, you know what? That means that this will not happen to me again. And I thank you, God, for protecting me from this being something that would happen on a larger scale. Right? Sometimes the things that don't feel good are a part of the process and we're too busy looking with our with our carnal eyes that we don't see what's going on in the spirit. We don't see like, okay, God, thank you for removing that situation out of my life thank you for removing that person from out of my life that job that you thought that you were supposed to get and something happened and you end up not getting it you know what god i know that you have something greater for me that means that it was not for me to be there send me where you would have me to go right because the promise is not void of persecution stuff is still going to happen and we know that from the life of jesus right jesus had to go through a process Y'all know I love the story about how Jesus was in the temple at 12 and he went missing. Mary and Joseph came to find him. And he's like, don't you know about my father's business? We don't hear from Jesus until he's 30 years old because he was on punishment for that long. <laughs> right? No, but it's really important to understand that even Jesus was, it took 30 years before he walked into everything that God had called him to do. Right. So if Jesus, the son of God, didn't start his ministry at, until 30 years. Right. What 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 are you trying to do things fast for? And it may not be 30 years for you, but whatever process time it takes, the, the processing and handling time, as they used to say on those com on those infomercial <laughs> um, commercials, that what whatever happens in that time is so critical. Right. And in the meantime, Jesus had to submit to the authority of his earthly mother and father, the son of God, okay, had to submit to Mary and Joseph throughout his process. It was Mary that called on Jesus to perform the first miracle. She came and snatched him up when he was 12. <laughs> Right. And then the next time, um, you know, when Jesus turns the water into wine, which is the the first of of um, the miracles that he performs, it was Mary that prompted that Jesus was not about it. He was like, I ain't got nothing to do with this. <laughs> um, and the story of it is in John 2. Um, verses 1 through 11. I'm reading from the New International Version of the Bible. And it says Jesus changes water into wine. It's the title. 
and it says in verse 2, uh, or verse 1, I'm sorry, on the third day of the wedding that took place at, at Cana in Galilee, Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? The fact that Jesus called his mom a woman. <laughs> woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not come yet. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine at first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best until now. What Jesus did at Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. So even though Jesus felt like it was not his time, he still in the process learned that you submit to the authority, the godly authority given to Mary and Joseph. So once he's like, woman, why are you involving me? I ain't got nothing to do with this. She was like, look, servants, do whatever he say, because I'm not about to argue <laughs> with you, Jesus. <laughs> just, I just feel like I see Mary at the black mom like, what I say? <laughs> right? I'm not about to argue with you. But in his process, he learned to submit to the authority of his earthly mother and father. And he honored that. And that's why he did what she said anyway. But all of these things, that level of maturity, right? Jesus accumulated that in the season of the process. Okay? So, First, we need to make sure that we go through the process so we can have this level of perseverance. We want to be mature, complete, and lacking nothing. The process also produces wisdom. Wisdom is more than just having knowledge about something. And I, I feel like sometimes um, wisdom and knowledge are interchanged and they are not interchangeable terms. Wisdom is having knowledge and then having the skill to act appropriately based on the knowledge that you have. Does that make sense? So wisdom is the action that you take because of the knowledge that you have. So I heard a really good analogy. So it, um, it said like, you can know how to use a gun, right? You can know like, this is the trigger, this is how you load the bullets, this is how you clean the gun, right? You can you can have that knowledge. That's knowledge. Wisdom is understanding when to use the gun and when to keep it holstered. So you can know all about the gun. But wisdom tells you, no, when somebody cuts you off in traffic, that is not the time that you go waving a gun all willy-nilly. That is what wisdom is knowledge applied, right? 
And the process gives us the time to seek godly wisdom. The book of Proverbs is all about wisdom. It literally, like, if you feel like you want some wisdom, read the book of Proverbs. Even in the Bible, um, it says in Proverbs 2, 2 through 3, that the purpose of the Proverbs is, it says their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. It says their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives and to help them do what is right, just, and fair. Go read Proverbs. If you need wisdom, discipline, and success, all of that, Proverbs will help you. Because godly wisdom is what it's going to take to make and keep you successful in the promised land. Right? Like, when God brings you to that promise, whatever your promised land looks like, he does not only want you to get there, but he wants you to thrive there. Right? Think of all these people who have achieved, like, fame and fortune at a very rapid pace. To The first thing that comes to my mind is, like, people who win the lottery. A lot of times, those people end up in worse situations than where they started. Because they failed to gain wisdom through a process so they could properly manage the new challenges of that season of promise. And so then they end up poor. Some of them end up, um, you know, dead on drugs. They end up in far worse situations because they didn't take the time necessary to go through the process that God has given them. So, so they could not only arrive, but thrive in whatever the promise of God looked like. That happens to celebrities too. Some of these people who rise to um, the celebrity status and then they get there and they're faced with new challenges. They're faced with, you know, not knowing who to keep around them. They don't have that spirit of discernment. And then they end up in these very, very unfortunate situations, places that God has, that has, God has not um, put them in, but they put themselves in because they did not gain the perseverance, the maturity, um, and the things and the skills necessary throughout the process so that they can be successful and sustained in the promise. Does that make sense, y'all? I hope so. The process also produces a sound mind. So within our process, we really learn um, to rely on the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And the process is where you learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. Walking by sight will have you wavering in what God has called you to do, right? This also happens when you're allowing other people to speak to what God has called you to do. What do I mean? Part of the sound mind is that you set your mind on whatever God has called you to do. If God told you to move across the country to another, whatever he called you to do, what what if God has told you to move and you tell your friends, your mama, your daddy and whoever else and they give you 50 million 50 million reasons why that move does not make any sense. 
Even if they don't do it intentionally, they are speaking death to a command that God gave you, right? And this has you second guessing the word that came from God. So now you're wavering. Now you're in this place of confusion and double-mindedness. The scripture tells us that a double-minded person can expect nothing from the Lord. And it's in your season of process that you learn how to keep your mind focused on what God has called you to do. Right? You learn to rely on God. This was a part of my testimony. Me and my husband, we had a whole entire house, good jobs, our family, all in one state. And God said, it's time to go. And I said, all right. <laughs> and my mom didn't believe he was moving until my sister was like, no, girl, I think they're leaving for real. <laughs> like, we, because I had talked about it so much, it, it was something that God had laid on my heart so much. But when he finally gave me the go, Oh, baby, I wasn't playing no games. And there wasn't a ton, a ton of people who knew that I was leaving. There were a couple people at my job who knew that I was leaving. But it wasn't until I had secured everything in place that I finally revealed, like, hey, y'all, we're moving to Florida. Because you learn not only to rely on God, but then the second skill that comes with having a sound mind is that you learn not to share everything with everyone. Because the vision that God gave you is for you, right? I always say that if you came over my house and you was like, girl, let me put these glasses on because I wear glasses, um, you would be, first of all, looking crazy, right? You might get a headache and you could even cause damage to your own eyes. In that same sense, you have to know that your vision that God gave you, your God-given vision is for you. I can't put that vision on and it makes sense to me. I may feel like it's crazy. It may cause me to feel like, oh, well, if God's telling you to do that, I should do that too. Causing damage to my spiritual eyes. And have me running in a lane that God hasn't called me to. Right? There is wisdom in counsel. But make sure that your counsel is rooted in God. Right? You should not be confused because confusion does not come from God. When you go to your wise counsel, they should be confirming things that God has already told you. Do not go to your wise counsel before you go to God first. You should not be confused. You may not know all the details. God will do that. He'll be like, move to Florida. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> right? But he didn't tell me all of these um, different things, right? There was <clears throat> there were challenges that I faced throughout that move. And it was the, that season of process, right? And the things that God has called me to, I would have never, ever imagined it. My husband talks about that all the time. Like never in a million years would I see our life the way that it is now. Because God didn't give me all that. He said, get up and go. And we got up and left. So note the confusion and then also not knowing all the details are not the same thing. God will give you enough to get you to the point, to the next point to receive more instruction. If you feel like you're not hearing from God and he's not giving you instruction, go back and make sure you did the last thing he told you to do to the, to the full extent that he told you to do it. 
because confusion does not come from God. 2 Timothy 1.7 tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So learning how to rely um, on your, on God and relying um, on the promptings that he gives you and understanding to not give every detail of what God is telling you to do to everybody, this needs to be learned in the process, right? Because what if I would have told the wrong person that and they would have said, no, no, mm -mm, that's not what God said. That doesn't make any sense to, you know, to our flesh. It doesn't make any sense. But what we have to be very, very mindful of is that when God gives you something, right, it's almost like a baby. Like he's, he's giving you, you're, you're pregnant with promise. I've heard, um, say before, like you're pregnant with this promise. And that's like when, when women are pregnant, they don't always tell people right away. They wait till it gets to a certain point because they protect that promise. They wait till they get a, to a certain point in their pregnancy before they reveal it to other people, because it is very, very easy. The, the, you know, what you have going on is most vulnerable right babies are premature babies shout out first of all it's nikki nurses week shout out to nikki nurses i still love y'all day one but i say that to say those babies in the nikki that i used to take care of they were very vulnerable right they were more susceptible to illness they were more susceptible um to all these different things being overstimulated all of these things could be detrimental to them and in the same sense you do not want to birth your promise prematurely nor do you want people speaking death to something in a premature state because it's when your promise is in this premature state that it's most vulnerable to the attack of the of the enemy you have a hard enough time just doing what God called you to do to begin with. So it's not to be shared with everybody. And this is what you learn in that season of you having a sound mind. You learn to rely on what God said and the vision that he gave you. And you have the maturity and the completeness to know, okay, God told me to do this. This ain't for 50 million people to understand. God told me to do this. I know that he's going to carry me through it. And you have too much at risk, right? When you get to the promise for you to be double-minded and not allow God to guide your path. So not only right now during the process, you don't want this thing birthed maturely, but prematurely, but then when you have the baby, right? There's new challenges. You still have to overcome, you know, sleepless nights and, you know, all these different things that may happen as a parent. You still have to overcome those things. And that's going to be through all of these skills that you learn throughout the process. You're going to have to persevere. There are going to be some times where you're tired. It's difficult. You know, the baby may not be feeling good, whatever this, that case may be. Right. But this is this is the, the promise. You're going to need wisdom to raise that child up correctly. And then you're going to need to have a sound mind because kids be working your nerves. <laughs> right? So it is so important that we glean these skills in the season of process, perseverance, wisdom, and a sound mind because we're going to need them when we get to the process to arrive and then thrive in that season.
Check God's Resume is a personal reflection journal that challenges you to build God's resume in your life. Do you often feel like signs and wonders do not occur in your life? Are you feeling like you're in an impossible season? Sis, no, it is time for you to check God's resume. His goodness and his miracles are all over your life. He has been doing this. I had such an amazing time developing this journal and God reminded me of so many times where he has kept me. And if you are looking for a great tool to improve your posture of gratitude and just to learn more about the character of God, this journal is for you. It's available on Amazon and it makes for a great gift and it's great for a Bible group study tool too. Now, I want you to get this journal. Like I said, it is phenomenal. It's over 200 pages. There's guided study. Um, you learn about the different names and character of God and you literally go through and build his resume from his personal information all the way down to his accolades and awards just like you would build your own resume it is so cool it's so fun and God just really reminded me of all of the crazy situations that I found myself in where he had his hand on my life y'all he been out here saving us okay get the journal get in a position in a posture of gratitude i pray that it blesses you you need to get it now let's get back to the show okay so let's talk about some action right when you are in your season of the process ask god what you should be learning in this season right make sure that you are really taking this opportunity to do and make your mistakes in private that's what i love about god is that he will allow um you to make these mistakes and promise uh, and things in private and not in front of the whole world um what really comes to my mind is the story of david right when um david was anointed he was out in the fields doing what he was supposed to be doing doing what he was called to do um samuel came anointed him king and what did david do went right back <laughs> went right back to the fields right because he understood that he was in his season of of the process and david didn't go around telling everybody i'm the king i'm the king i'm the one right like he said he did not do any of that. He continued to be faithful and to do the things that God has called him to. And then when he slayed Goliath, right, he said that when he was out in the fields, he had um, had to deal with a lion and had to deal with a bear. And so he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Because that's cuss words in the Bible um, that is out here defiling the name of my God. And so he wasn't even afraid because he understood and he had learned these lessons in the season of the process. He, he defeated the lion. He defeated the bear. And so God had shown him some things. God showed him how to use his slingshot and his rock to where then when, when the challenge came during the promise of Goliath, right, this is bigger than anything. He was not afraid because he had persevered before, because he had wisdom and he had a sound mind so we really have to ask god what am i supposed to be learning in this season right do you have the foundation laid to successfully do the things that god has called you to do with integrity 
right? Too many times we are putting God's name on something and we're not moving in excellence and we are frustrated because we know, quote unquote, this is our season, right? Like when I first started my nonprofit for mentoring young women, I was so frustrated because God had given me this vision and there were no people in the program. I was like, God, where are all these ladies you told me I was going to impact? Where they at, God? I don't see it, God. And he answered me with another question. He said, if you had a 100 young ladies right now, what would you be doing with them? Then he told me, you are not ready. <laughs> the capacity has not been established yet. And told me to start from the ground up. Right, because I was so excited about the visions that he's given me, about the things he told me that I would be able to do, the lives that would be impacted. I got excited and I was like, all right, got a website, let's go. And it's deeper than that. There has to be processes in place. There has to be a system in place. So the process builds the capacity for you to thrive in the promise instead of being overwhelmed and falling flat on your face in the promise, right? So immediately I got to work and I've spent the last several months building systems and processes within the organization for it to run smoothly, right? We have to establish some protocols that promote excellence and to protect our staff and the young women that we serve. And so this ensures that when the launch does happen, we have the capacity to run God's business, right? Because this is his business. He just has me stewarding over it. This is his organization. He just has me stewarding over it. These, these young women, they his too, whether they know it or not. And he wants me to be a good steward over everything that he puts in my possession. And so he's not going to bring it to me. If I haven't reached the level of completeness, if the organization has not been built with the level of maturity to handle all of that, if we don't have the capacity to handle it, he's not going to give it to us. You would not give a four-year-old a steak knife. They don't have the capacity to handle it. The knife isn't bad, but the four-year-old does not have the capacity to handle it and could end up hurting themselves or someone else and so these are the kinds of things that we learn within the process right we are stewards over the platforms that God gives us and the promises that he gives us stewards over them that means that we're managers it is his if you are in the process take the opportunity to evaluate what it is you are doing Ask yourself, if I had 100,000 customers, how would that look? How would you ship out 100,000 copies of your book or whatever it might be, right? Is the book good or did you rush it? And when people see it, you're going to have horrible reviews and now you have to go back and clean up your reputation, right? And you have the audacity to throw God's name on it. So it's not just your reputation, but... This is how people who serve God, like this is how y'all roll, <laughs> right? You have to move in a certain level of excellence. That is so important. So don't be in such a rush that 
you're not taking the time necessary in the process. The process is where champions are built. Do not try to rush through it. We need to appreciate it. Count it all joy. It is far better than the promise itself. So your homework this week is to write down the lessons you've learned during the season of process. And first, thank God for them. Not necessarily for the situations. Romans 8.28 tells us that all things work together for the good for those who love the Lord. There's some more words that I missed out of that. But the gist is all things work together for our good. (laughs) All things work together for our good. But it doesn't say that it may feel good. Right? Some of the changes I've had to make in the last month or so um, with the organization, with... Um, people that I surround myself with, those choices, they have not felt good. But I know that God is working it out for my good. And so your homework this week is to write down the lessons that you've learned in your season of the process and thank God for them. After you do that, take the time to complete a SWOT analysis on whatever God has called you to do. So SWAT being S-W-O-T, not S-W-A-T, like the police. SWAT, S-W-O-T. A SWAT analysis is, um, the acronym stands for Strength, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. Take the time to celebrate the strengths, right? And then ask God for the wisdom to address the weaknesses, the opportunities, and the threats. And this analysis can be completed for any area of your life. It's not just limited to business, right? Maybe you have your business together, but what does your home life look like? Are you being faithful in the role, your role as a mom or a wife? Did you know that those are your first promises? Your first, your first ministries are your home? So you can do a SWOT analysis. Okay, what are my strengths in me being a wife? What are my weaknesses? Where am I I not performing as strongly? What opportunities have presented themselves? And then what are the threats? And then you go through and you make a plan. There's a very high chance that when you do this, you will have an aha moment. And then you will understand why you may not have reached the promise yet. Okay? Lastly... I want us to take the opportunity to repent for feeling like God is holding promises back from us because I know that a lot of us end up getting discontent. I know God called me. Repent for that. That's your flesh, sis. Tell her to go home. Because it's really the opportunity for us to thank him for giving us the grace and the opportunity to grow in private. Because like, just yeah, like something just need to happen in private. He ain't gonna just set you out there. <laughs> when you think about like these childhood celebrities, they have to grow up in the public eye and they struggle so much. So during the process, we we get to the opportunity to make our mistakes in private, to grow privately, and to, doing this analysis, I really feel like will give you some insight on where you need to work and so you don't feel stagnant and i'm so excited to see how this exercise will help y'all 
And while it seems like, you know, it can be a long time, just take the opportunity to appreciate and embrace the process. Right? Like the lessons that God is going to show you is going to help you sustain in the promise. He does not want you to have quick success, but he wants you to have longevity to the mountain. Whatever mountain he's called you to, he wants you to have longevity there. Ask God to show you what lessons you need to grasp in this season and then how you can use them going forward. We need to most importantly remember that we do everything for God's glory and we want to move in excellence because we we come on behalf of our father and he is the excellent God, right? People tell me all the time, you look like your daddy. I do stuff like him. I have a lot of his mannerisms in the same sense. Our God is excellent. So we need to move in excellence, not saying that we're perfect, but that we move in excellence. We work with integrity. If you have a customer that complains in your business, what does your process look like? How do you deal with that? Because you're not, you're going to miss the mark sometimes. But what does that look like so that even the recovery is excellent? What does that look like? So I pray that y'all are able to be content and have joy in the process because it's so worth it. Okay? So that's all I have for y'all this week. Um, until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves. And I will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.